right, John Vake, man, it's good to get you back on. Um, the last time we spoke, it was a, a maybe over a year ago before the Aftershock fight. You're getting ready for that fight. That card got canceled. And, man, yeah. how devastating is it for you to go through the camp, go through all that training, go through the, the struggle, and not able to go out there and perform? Man, um, that's frustrating, bro, to be honest with you. Um, I'm quite an optimistic guy, you know, but that stuff just weighs on you, like, over time. Um, but I think uh, my teammate, um, um, Dan Hooker, he said it the best to me. He was like, if you want a, something reliable, get a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Dan. <laughs> yeah, he said that and it kind of like clicked me out. I'm like, yeah, I should probably pick a proper sport, you know. He's like, play rugby, you'll get like 24 games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no cancellations. Yeah, no, nah, no, you know, you're guaranteed. You sign up to a, like, you know, a basketball season or a rugby season, you're going to get those games, you know, you pay your fee. Yeah, so he was like, he sort of looked at me, he's like, bro, if you, you know, you can always change port. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah. So I just kept on going, man. I mean, it is what it is. It, you know, like, um, this sport's a beautiful sport, but it's also, you know, quite a vicious sport, you know? You're either the hammer or the nail. Um, so, yeah, it just didn't swing my way on those times, but it's the sport, you know? Um, you gotta take the good with the bad. Um, but I love all of it, eh? You know, the ups and the downs of this. It's what I enjoy doing. 2018, 2019. You know, you've been through a lot, ups and downs. Training mm. can be phenomenal at times. It can be brutal and crushing at times. You know, what keeps you focused? You know, other than Dan Hooker giving you those little gems, you know, what keeps you aligned with the path that you want to go on, your goals? Um, man, to be honest, I give the credit to the team um, in the gym at City Kickboxing. Um, obviously, you hear a lot about Eugene Behrman, Doug Vaini, um, and um, Andre Paulette. Oh, these heaps, man. There's so much of the coaching staff there. You know, they have such a um, a wealth of knowledge there. So um, they keep me refreshed, you know. Um, going in there, they just have so much knowledge of the game. So they're able to tell you, like, you know, those times when you get those pullouts and you haven't had a fight and you're sitting there and you're, like, lingering. They can kind of give you that, um, you know, that knowledge that you need during those times. You know, they kind of help um, keep you going, you know, where before what would happen when I used to train uh, like overseas or something, those thoughts would be like by yourself. I feel like I'm in like a very good community now where, to be honest with you, it's very hard to give up and it's very hard to stay the same um, and it's very hard to be lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it seems like uh, City Kickboxing, they have reached... The community, like you said, and I know you're big in the community, helping kids. How's that going? Helping the kids out and 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 kind of getting them on the right path, showing them the right way. I'm not too sure about showing them things, you know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like I tell everyone, you know, like they're real people doing real things. I coach kids. I give time twice a week. You know, like it's not like when you try to glorify things like that, you're making something so simple seem so hard. It makes people feel like they need a real cape to do something. You know, like, you could teach a kid how to talk or interview. You know, I could teach, like, I've been fighting so I can teach him relatives. It's about giving back, you know, so um, I'm not really, sorry about that. Yeah, it's not, I don't really see myself as um as that type of person, you know. I don't have, like, a 12-step, this is how you become better, you know. Like, I just train them. <laughs> um, but, yes, a lot of these kids are, like, I guess to society seen as at risk. Um, these are the kids that have already been kicked out of school. Um, these are the kids that probably don't have gym memberships. Um, but like I said, like even I tell them, I, I'm not. I'm, that, I'm just like a person here, like just trying to show them an alternative route, you know. Like someone else showed me an alternative route, and now I'm doing this. You're up, 
But even even though you're fighting right now, it seems like coaching is gonna be in your future eventually, because you're you're getting all that experience helping those kids out, right? Um, I don't know. Eh, to be honest with you, bro, I don't know. Like, cause I didn't feel like I coach. Like what Eugene does is coaching. Oh. You know, and I also don't feel like I have like a 12 step guru guide booklet. Mm. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. hey, I could have a 12 week f- fix your life, maybe. <laughs> Might go that <laughs> route, but um, to say I'm gonna be coaching, I don't know yet, bro. Like, um, right now, this is what I'm doing. Like, sh- could, should I go dig a hole or should I help some kids in between while I'm chasing something? Mm. This just makes sense to me, you know. Um, mm. I don't think I have an ambition to like for me to become a coach or right right now this is a good um, means to an end to allows me to pursue something and it feels like it's not too difficult um, and I probably get along with people under 18 better than people over 18 so it works out for me too. <laughs> Going back to your coaches Eugene, Andre, those are the only two I've mm. actually interviewed. There's a bunch more at the gym um, mm. but Eugene and Andre they're very cool like they're they're mm. like calm you know, chill. Mm. Who's mm. the intense coach at City Kickbox? Who's the guy out there just screaming and yelling at everybody? Man, I think, do you know when you get, when you select the NBA draft and then you have like yeah. five players who can play every position? Yeah. That's them, man. Like, they all have turns. There's not like one role. You're not like, you're the point guard, you're the shooting guard. It's like five LeBron James, you know, when we need to move in the center, you just go to center, if we're going to be power forward. Um, they have that synergy, bro. That's uh, honest. Mm-hmm. Like, some days you're just the angel, sometimes he's the devil. Sometimes Andre's the angel, sometimes he's the devil. Mm. And to be honest with you, I feel like they all orchestrate it together. <laughs> <laughs> they have a plan. Well, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's planned, but like for me, like the recipient, like everyone has their days. It's not one person that's always the nice guy. Yeah. But generally they're not not everyone's mean at the same day, I've noticed that. <laughs> mm. Is the good cop, yeah. bad cop uh scenario. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah, it does work like that. Oh, you know, you have, you know, uh, a, a lot of experience, but your next fight, it's it's unique to me because it's a promotion that has been around for a long time, but you've never fought for them. It's your promotional debut for Eternal, and you get to do it in your home city. Pretty wild, mm-hmm. right, that you're fighting for the first yeah. time for Eternal, and you've been fighting around the region for a, a quick minute now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it is, it is like like you said. I've known of Eternal for so long, and I've been around for so long. Um, I always knew I was going to end up there at some point. Um, so I guess it is what it is. I think everything, as cliche as it sounds, um, happens the way it's supposed to happen. And I'm glad that like it took me this long just to debut in my home city. You know, if they told me at the beginning um, we're going to lag you off Eternal, but when you do debut, we'll be in Auckland. I'll probably take that lag, eh? <laughs> <laughs> your fight, your last fight, last summer. Did you take time mm. off? Did you have some injuries that you need to get over? Or did you mm. have you been training the whole time? Um, to be honest with you, um, I, I did everything you said there. I took some time off. Mm. I healed some injuries that I had going on. Um, and just really refocused myself. And then um, I came straight back into training um, towards the end of the year. Um, just uh, We had a few boys. I think Alex was just preparing, so we needed some bodies in there. Um, and then us getting ready for this side. So it was like Alex was tapering off and we were tapering on. Um, but I had like about a month off where I just kind of chilled out and let my injuries heal and rested and really um, 
really got to like just have a look at what I'm doing now. You know, like sometimes when you're when you're doing something for so long, you don't realize you just get into certain habits. You know, and um, beginning of the new decade, I was uh, I was able to look at myself and be like, what am I doing? Where am I trying to go? Um, when I came in here last time, um, like just beginning off, I didn't know anything, so I just guessed everything. Um, everything was guessing. Um, and then I found myself at the end of the decade and being like, all right, um, we're about to start a new one. Let's figure out where we're, what we're trying to do, you know, and um, and not just um, fight, I guess, <laughs> which is what, if you think about it, um, in 2010, um, the sport and the way the sport was, it was very much still in that era of fight, 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 yeah. you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost like of the old and of the new, like mm-hmm. I'm, 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 um, I'm old enough to remember like Matt Hughes and BJ Penn's rivalry. Like I was still watching them, but I'm also still young enough to where Conor McGregor came. In. So like yeah. I'm still of, I still feel like I'm of this new era, but I'm very old school, um, just because of that, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> the team, it's blown up in the last. You know, you guys have been working for a while, but I'm saying the last maybe two years is just, it's crazy, right? Do you notice? Yeah more eyes on you guys of course there's eyes on the ufc fighters but even the guys that are grinding that are coming up that are in the trenches with with the ufc guys do you see uh do you notice that more eyes on you guys 100 percent, 100 percent, man i've and i love i love the sport everything about it but we have the most like unloyal fans you know even maybe when it comes like <laughs> I, I know like we're talking about nba like i got a brother that's been supporting the lakers like even like when they drought you know, now they're on the up, and I've seen it, and we don't have that. Um, we don't have that same. And what the point I'm trying to get across is that um, the moment one of the boys in the UFC get big, they automatically look who's next, like with some sort of magical genie that pops up mm. the next one. You know what I mean? And it's um, so I guess like with the blown up of the gym of the UFC guys, yeah, they have looked at oh, what's underneath that now, because they're already trying to move on to the next guy and be like the first guy to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, I saw him when no one was seeing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and then sometimes they might be on the right track, and sometimes they might be on the wrong track. Um, it is what it is. We'll find out. You know. Now you said you know you hop back into the gym. You you kind of got into camp during Alex's camp. Being part of those champ camps and seeing the results does that help you with your confidence physically and mentally? Hundred percent. Um, hundred percent. Like I said before. Like I was, I'm literally a kid from like my version of my hood that saw something they thought was cool to give a go, you know. And um, I just feel blessed and grateful that over time I found myself in those rooms. So you imagine a kid that goes from like dreaming or or trying to believe something, and now I actually this is what it takes to beat this guy, or this is what it takes to main event this. Or, and especially with the boys winning, I can be like, this is what it looks like, and this is what it takes to become champion. And it's not so much like finger on the pulse, like, oh, now I can go harder or more, you know, like from that era. So, of course, it just gives you so much of that insight, um, insight that we only just got. But we, like you're saying, we've been working for years for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, it's all worth it now. And I, I, I honestly believe, like, talking about the next generation coming up, like, man, now I look at them like this, boy. Like, I'm looking at the, the next crop. We have a, a, a whole bunch of crop of guys from 20 to 25 coming out of the gym that I look at now like, man. You know, the same way that um, the guys at 35 are looking at me, you know, like, spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm pretty sure you got so many guys and girls just showing up on the doorstep. Like, they want to get in, you know? But it's, there's so many, I heard that there's like 70, 80 fighters right now. It's, it's, it's pretty insane, yeah. right? Yeah. Round about that, bro. Like, our sparring, yeah, anywhere between 70 to 100 people sparring. So that means in order to spar, you got to be at a certain level of requirement at our gym. So that means that's that level. <laughs> That's crazy, you know. So technically, they're all fighters or have four or on the way to fighting. Um, man, it's ridiculous. And I think it's only going to grow. Like, every day we get new guys. Like, you see a new guy, you know, and like, oh, these are new guys. These are new guys. And it's just overseas guys, man. And I, I, I'm like, I'm like a lot of the boys, like Dan and that, like, I've done a lag at Tiger. And I've done, like, I've done my lags at different places, you know. So it, it's surreal sometimes that it feels like that, but it's my backyard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, your backyard. it's it's surreal. Like, I grew up in the like when I started this game, I used to believe that we had to go to American Top Team to ever mm-hmm. stand a chance or to feel something. We're getting people from Florida flying here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, it's crazy. Like some days I'm just like, what? so then now I go back to seeing like the new generation fighters, like the twenty and the twenty five. I'm looking at them like you spoiled. You spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they go down the, the street now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you, yeah, you could like. To do quit your job and just walk down the road and say you're an inspiring fighter now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the real thing. Well, I guess it's like everybody else's job there to show them like what is needed to become a aspiring fighter. You know, you when you step into the to the gym, it's just like you're just a regular guy, you know, when you start. Right. You gotta earn right. that title as aspiring fighter, right? Yeah, nah, for sure. And I think that's where the senior guys, like all the all the top guys in the UFC um, and you've seen it like probably for interviewing them, they conduct themselves so well. You know, they um they're great they're great role models for um everyone coming in. Um, you know, um so they definitely they're like that star, they're North Star. They they get a good North Star for the boys that like, you know, try to pursue. Um not saying they're gonna be like them, but it's it's a they're good role models, you know, like they show you um the, the way how to do it. And they also like Especially when you talk to someone like Dan, he just tells you real sometimes, like, when, like, he was just type facts, like, it takes this amount of years, or it takes this amount, this, uh, it takes this, and that's very hard. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you get, they'll tell you, they're not going to be that time type that would, like, look at you and be like, if I can do it, you can do it, believe, achieve, concede. Like, you know, like, these guys are real guys. They'll be like, yeah, you can do it, but you're going to have to work very hard. You're going to have to do this, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to say no to this, you're going to have to sacrifice that. You know what I mean? And, um, that's what I mean that these are the guys that will like eventually filter these guys through you know that who is an aspiring fighter and who's not your your fight coming up um Mikey Valtua mm. you know he's an experienced guy he's fought some mm. very good guys even fought mm. your teammate you guys yeah. were on the same card the last fight yeah. we'll look on war yeah. seven um what yeah. kind of insight has Brad given you on him um <laughs> man to be honest not too much Brad hasn't given me too much on him all he told me was he's tough you know um, they went the distance and he just told me that um, he's tough and you got you just gotta you gotta take it from this guy you know um, he's not Yeah, he was just telling me that being in there and experiencing with him there were ways where uh, um, a lot of lesser men could cow out um, and he didn't take those routes um, he still took the loss but <laughs> they took those routes so he was telling me like if you think he's going to um, walk in here and then lie down, it's not going to work like that. And I think that was the most valuable advice. Um, and they also that um, 
someone who's that confident to take this type of fight is coming to take, you know, they're not coming to lie down. They believe that they could actually, I don't know, upset it or ruin the party or, or you know, disrupt the plans. Um, and unless they're confident in that, um, they wouldn't do it. So um, he just, that was very valuable advice for me. And he said he learned that against them too. So, um, yeah, I'll take my time in there with him and um, see where the cards fall. Eh? Coming off two straight losses, what is mm. the mentality going into this fight at Eternal 50? Man, to be honest with you, um, I took a lot of inspiration from um, um, Justin A. It just took a lot of pressure off. Like, it's crazy. Like, with the gym doing the way that the gym has been going, and then me performing the way um, that I perform, it takes a lot. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm. that's what Justin said walking into his last fight. He was like, well, what's the worst that's going to It's not in my hometown now. It's in his hometown. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like I'm going to have a similar mindset and I'm going to look like how his, I want, like I'm inspiring to look this the difference. What tougher look like in the difference um, is what I intend to look like on this one. I want to show the skills that I actually have, you know, um, and that's what I'm looking to do because what's the worst that can happen? And um, no matter what, the party's going to go on because the next day the boys are still on. The UFC is still going to happen. You know what I mean? So, all of the fear in that's gone, like all of everything. I'm just in there um, now, and uh, what's the worst that can happen? Um, the best that can happen is that I go and do what I'm supposed to do. So you mm. feel more free, because that's what it seemed like with Justin. He was just like, mm. I'm going in there and being free. I'm just going to be myself. And he looked just like he did before he got signed to the UFC in that last performance. Yes. It was amazing. You know, pe- that yeah. that knockout is pretty viral. I'm, I'm pretty shocked he didn't get that money, man. Yeah, me too. Like, whoa, how did you not get the knockout of the night, eh? Like, whoa, <laughs> did not get that one, bro. But, yeah, nah, I think you're on. I think you're on. I think it just comes from maturity, you know? Um, I literally grew up in this game. Like, I was I was 20 and I was fighting professional here. Um, Might have not been the most smartest move, but, like, no one, there was no blueprint at the time, you know? Um, and what's happening now is that as I'm maturing, I'm still learning, like, under Eugene, and I see, I'm learning, like, now, even though I got a wealth of experience, how to actually, you know what I mean? So I feel like I'm not like, I'm like, even though in my career it looks like I've done a lot, I feel like I'm just like, just like, I'm not even halfway yet, like in terms of my age and um, where, where I'm at. Um, so I think that freedom just comes from a lot of, um, um, I, guess, I guess, a coming of age, like, you know, um, just maturity outside of the octagon. Um, but then also maturity of knowing like everything, the body of work you've done and the body of work that you have now and the team that you have now and understanding those variables and understanding like what's right and what's wrong for you and what you can do. And, um, man, I'm just excited for this decade. You know, like I said before, I, um, I came in last decade, not knowing anything, just jumping in, jumping straight into pro, no amateur experience, just trying to fight, figure my, find myself at the end of the decade where I was. I'm excited for this decade. I'm like, man. I'm gonna do this one properly, <laughs> you know. Like I'm gonna, I'm, and you know, and I, I trust my team, I trust my coaches, and it sounds as cliche as it is, man. I just wake up every day, um, and I just show up to work. I let them do the rest, you know. They, um, they point, I punch. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> they like point at the bag, tell me to hit that. I hit that as many times they tell me. They tell me to point at this guy, hit him. That's what I do, you know. You point at this guy, uh, I don't, you know. It's pretty. Cool. I have all the faith in them, you know. So I just show up and try to love my job, man. Eh? Definitely, man. Well, February 22nd, you step back into that cage. Eternal MMA 50, hometown, home city. 
Auckland, New Zealand. Mm. Thank you, John, for the time. Always good chatting with you, man. And uh, good luck on the fight. Good luck on everything that you're doing outside the cage. And uh, we'll talk soon. Cool. Thanks, John. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs>